Hi, this is filmmaker and author Michael Morin. Whenever I'm not riding my bike around the Davis campus, I'm listening to KDVS College Radio right here. FM. Cool. This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program. This is, of course, Radio Parallax's annual Thanksgiving show. If you're going to have a show on every Thursday on a weekly basis, uh, once a year, that uh, that show will air on Thanksgiving. We we know that most of you are going to be busy, and uh, if you are listening, and, and we hope that some of you out there are, most likely we suspect you are tied to a job, because even though uh, uh, holidays come and go, uh, certain functions need to be done, you know, every, every day of the year, and perhaps you're manning the, the fort at a, uh, at a firehouse, or at a police station, or a uh, or doing a job that has to be done out in your car right now, driving around. You know, these things have to be done. Let's start the show in our usual fashion. On this day in history, November 24th, in the year 1948, Ireland votes for independence from the United Kingdom, a move recognized by the UK the following year. On this date in 1962, and I, I remember this show very well, some of the, uh, the older, of you older listeners out there, I think, will appreciate this one. The English satirical television program, That Was the Week That Was, was first broadcast. It broke new ground in TV production and introduced personalities uh, which included David Frost and John Cleese of Monty Python fame. I'm sure many of you don't think of David Frost as a comedian, as more of an interviewer, but uh, he did was part of a comedy troupe. And I remember this show very fondly. In fact, on a trip down to the Museum of Television and Radio in Beverly Hills, a venue we've recommended to you very highly in the past, uh, uh, you can pull up some of these old classic uh, television programs, satirical shows from the 60s. Uh, they were doing stuff then. I wish, I wish we could see on television today. It was very funny stuff. On this date in 1971, a hijacker calling himself D.B. Cooper parachuted from a Northwest Orient Airlines 727 into a raging thunderstorm over Washington State. He had $200,000 in ransom money on him. His fate remains a mystery, although um, uh, we're going to talk, I hope, with our aviation correspondent Vladimir Zaravika about the mystery of D.B. Cooper. We made mention of it a long time ago, so we were going to give it a more uh, a rigorous treatment and did not do so. The mystery of D.B. Cooper may well have been solved a couple years ago. And um, when Vlado comes back, we'll, uh, we'll look at that at some point. And, and in our second segment today, we'd like to point out, we're going to revisit with our aviation correspondent the famous story of the Gimli Glider. And our final milestone of note, on this date in 1859, Darwin's Origin of Species was published, or more properly, On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection. Obviously, a groundbreaking scientific work by Charles Darwin. 
Darwin argued that organisms gradually evolve through a process he labeled natural selection. The origin of species sold out immediately. Most scientists at the time embraced the theory, which of course solved in one fell swoop so many puzzles that existed in biological science. Evolutionary biology is, of course, uh, at this point in time, one of the cornerstones of modern biology, uh, without which not a hell of a lot would make sense in the field of biology. Nevertheless, Orthodox Christians at the time condemned the work as a heresy, and these same fundamentalist types, uh, of course, as we've talked about in this show and which you've heard about uh, in the news and on the web, uh, are, are still... At it. In fact, we're going to have a little little blurb on that uh, a little bit later in this uh, in this same segment. Anyway, happy birthday too on the origin of species by means of natural selection. Our quote of the day comes in conjunction with that birthday. With Spain's health minister Elena Salgado, who was uh, referring to uh, to cloning research at the time, uh, and this quote was made in, in July, said the church has always been opposed to the advances of science. But fortunately, science has continued progressing. And thanks to that, we live in better conditions. Let's do one miscellaneous science item uh, for today's show. Much of the surprise of scientists, particularly Timothy Holy and Zhang Zheng Guao of the Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri, it turns out that mice sing like birds. Uh, apparently, these researchers recorded the, the ultra-high um, frequency sounds that mice make, which are inaudible to the human ear, then slowed them down for analysis, and after dropping the pitch so that humans could hear it, discovered that male mice exposed to female mouse pheromones issue chirps that sound remarkably like birdsong. What exactly is going on here remains a mystery, but it is clear that uh, the male mice are singing for sex in effort to attract the females in in some capacity. And uh, who knew? We mentioned uh, Charles Darwin earlier would refer you to Science News Online for the recent uh, analysis of coprolites, the fossilized feces of dinosaurs, which apparently contained uh, the undigested remnants of grass and showed from analysis that the grass at the time of the dinosaurs, that uh, had grasses had evolved into many diverse forms. This, this occurred much earlier than scientists had previously recognized. The dinosaurs, of course, disappeared about 63 million years ago. The oldest fossils that were indisputably grasses are 56 million years old. So by looking at the dung of these great uh, terrible lizards of the past, we found that the grasses were not only there, they were being eaten by the dinosaurs. Interesting stuff. Of course, that's if you believe that uh, there were such creatures living on the earth, such ancient times uh, and, you know, prior to biblical times. You'd have to also take a look at Discover Magazine, December 05 issue, which shows uh, numerous, uh, numerous tracks of dinosaurs and, and what we've been learning from studying the footprints that have been recorded for posterity in various uh, muds and, uh, and clays of, of, of ancient times. 
interesting stuff. But the, the most interesting article I've read of late, and by far the most depressing, comes by Nicholas Wapshot, writing in the Daily Telegraph in the UK, noting that the American Museum of Natural History in New York has opened up a Charles Darwin exhibit, perhaps in conjunction with uh, the publishing anniversary I mentioned earlier. But uh, this one, this $3 million um, cost of, of this exhibit is being borne by wealthy individuals and private charitable donations. They were unable to find corporate sponsors in America because American companies apparently are anxious not to, quote, take sides, unquote, in the heated debate between scientists and fundamentalist Christians over the so-called theory of evolution. This sort of stuff causes people in the UK and other parts of the world to look at the United States like we are a bunch of goofy holy rollers, and uh, one has to wonder, you know, at what point uh, have we become exactly that? We will now take a short break. This is Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett. You're listening to KDVS, 90.3 FM, Davis, Sacramento. <laughs> 